Welcome back to the Expert Hour. Our guest today is Rukmini Verma, an artist, author, speaker, and chairperson of Raja Ravi Verma Heritage Foundation. By lineage, she is also the great-great granddaughter of Raja Ravi Verma, one of India's most famous artists. Sandeep and Gitanjali Maini Foundation, the principal patron of Raja Ravi Verma Heritage Foundation, has been supporting Rukmini Verma in her artistic endeavors for many years now. Exquisite with her brush and eloquent with words, she is also a deep thinker and will enlighten us today with her interpretation of the grand unification theory that scientists have been exploring for years. This, according to her, is the knowledge of the future. a wondrous amalgamation of spirituality and science that she likes to call spirits thank you archana it's such a pleasure for me to be here with you in a virtual space that i'm yet to explore podcast sound exciting and i'm thrilled to share some of my thoughts with you on what i call spirits you are an extremely spiritual person by nature who also has immense knowledge of science and scientific theory explain to us your theory of spirits we are made of the same stuff as are the stars science verifies it spirituality understands it the study of the universe has been the pursuit of both seers and scientists alike from the moment man raised himself to stand upon his feet he has raised his head to seek the stars it was from that moment onwards that the urge to transcend began however even after centuries of human development we are still unable to use our full potential to shine in our respective fields of effort the reason being most of the amazing powers that we were equipped with at the dawn of evolution of the human species have now atrophied ancient humans were more in touch with cosmic powers than we are today they relied on the powers of the spirit primitive people na- navigated their terrain through intuition over the centuries the burgeoning of increased capacity of human intelligence which is the product of the brain science and technology have advanced to an incredible level for instance the large hadron collider at cern is simulating cosmic conditions to understand the nature of things the ancient seers however had already realized it aided by the power of their intellect through the mind quantum physics has already detected that the protons and neutrons of the nucleus of the atom can further be subdivided into quarks and these in turn into the up quark and the down quark not to mention the electron which orbits the nucleus and innumerable other subatomic particles such as the muons the gluons and bosons to mention a few all of which play their role in creation they have thus created a standard model which explains the position of these particles however they have not been able to solve the enigma of creation interestingly aeons ago before the advent of the marvels of technology the ancient seers were in tune with things spirituality and science are in point of fact in quest of the same thing the source of creation the important thing to remember 
is that spirituality has nothing to do with religion. Spirit simply means our point of contact to the cosmic powers of creation. Call it soul or Atman or whatever. It is the link to universal fields of energy. Ancient seers, through their pineal gland, their thalamus and other areas of the body, which are now atrophied, atrophied of these specific powers, which were once the instruments of the spirit and were the means to connect with universal energies, realized the forces of nature and described them long before science detected them. The Vedas were never a religious text and was originally a scientific treatise on the mysteries of creation and how these could be adapted to the benefit of humanity by means of sound or sonar frequencies in the form of mantras. Long before science became aware of the cosmic forces attached to creation, the Vedas said, I quote, Agnimile purohitam yajnasya devam ritvijam hotaram ratnadatatamam which in literal translation means we worship the adorable God, the high priest of cosmic activities, the divine, the one who works through the eternal laws and who feeds and sustains all that is divine and luminous. The literal translation is by Swami Satyaprakar Saraswati, who, in collaboration with Pandit Satyakam Vidyalanka, published by the Veda Pratishtana in 1977, this translation. Salutations to God in the language of ancient seers meant recognizing the mighty forces of creation and connecting them with and with them in order to harness their energies for human power. The original Vedas were the knowledge of the great ancient seers who realized creation through the power of their inner consciousness. What we have today is the interpretation by sages who followed millennia later in order that minds with primordial functions of the brain may focus on higher energies more readily by visualizing them as gods who were accessible to their developing sensibilities and who would listen to their supplications. Endeavoring to read in its original content, decoding the text, we see that the ancient seers were expounding scientific knowledge. God, the high priest of cosmic activities, is the creative energy which is responsible for all cosmic laws, which are eternal. In the next answers, we find that he, the creative force, is described as the, quote, protector of unobstructed cosmic sacrifice of creation, unquote. Forces of creation are referred to in later stanzas which clearly indicate the electromagnetic force, the gravitational force, the weak and strong forces and also other forces that science has no knowledge of as yet. The luminous force alluded to in many stanzas is undoubtedly the gamma ray which holds the spectrum, a progenitor of light. There are references to electricity, to space travel and other planets, to denizens who live in them and other extraterrestrial sources of communication. These stanzas are couched in worshipful terms for religious purposes, much later by sages who came after the great seers, in order to benefit human civilization and its evolvement from primitive minds. 
However, religion is never to be undermined. Its purpose is significant and relevant in time. Gods are important to our existence as they serve to enhance our confidence and improve the quality of our lives. In this context, it must be noted that in the name of religion, man has created the most beautiful works of poetry, art and culture that the human mind is capable of. Religion was intended to illumine the mind, to enhance the development of human society, not to become the cause of division of the human race resulting in warfare. What is being emphasized here is that science should be understood through spirituality and spirituality should be understood through science. Science and spirituality are speaking of the same thing. Where science is born of the brain, spirituality is born of the mind. What is in context with the brain is intelligence, while that which is in context with the mind is intellect. While the brain being concrete in function has limits, the mind being abstract is unlimited and is in the nature of infinity. Albert Einstein was leaning towards spirituality when he famously stated, God does not play dice. Refuting this, Stephen Hawking, firmly rooted in hardcore science, equally famously stated, God does play dice. They were, of course, both right. Spontaneous creation and manifestation through random selection followed after the dice was shaken. From this we infer that there was an original intent which shook the dice in the first place and what stemmed from it was spurred by the vestiges of the force that shook it. Instead of running on parallel courses, spirituality and science should merge. There are already theories postulating that Shiva is the epicenter of atomic and nuclear energies, energies that mankind could use for both constructive as well as destructive purposes. Quantum physicist Fritjof Capra in his book The Tao of Physics has said, Shiva's dance is the dance of subatomic matter. Many serious thinkers among great scientists are already stirred by the scope of spirituality. Now is the time to remove any hesitation in acknowledging that it does have a significant role to play in science. Ancient Sanskrit, the mother of all languages, had innumerable meanings to each word. Many words from it are still in use today. Take the word Agni, for instance. This is the basis of the word Ignite. From Devi and Deva came the word Divine. Many hundreds of such words are testimony to the evolution of languages from the mother source. What is recorded in the ancient texts is the harnessing of cosmic powers through Yajna, which refers to the working module. The forces that originated with creation were drawn for personal enhancement of capacities. The Sanskrit word Shastra actually means science. The Large Hadron Collider, which has been smashing particles in search of the God particle, has already caused the dawn of realization in scientists that there is no God particle but God force or fields of energy responsible for creation. These have remained elusive. But admitting the working modalities of spirituality within the context of scientific data may bring to light knowledge that has remained hidden through the centuries. With reference to the standard model of quantum physics, scientists have been on the trail of a missing link. Only in conjunction with the mental energies of spirituality can they find it. This would then be the grand unification theory that has been the holy grail of sciences for years. This is the knowledge of the future, spirituality and science. Spirens.